we have a special guest today, and hopefully uh, you'll, you'll know who he is when you hear his voice, because he's been on our podcast several times. No other than uh, the legend, Brian Baker. Come on, let's put our hands together for Brian Baker. Brian Baker, say what's up. What's up? All right, y'all, listen, we got an interesting topic today. We're going to be talking about bereavement. I know a lot of people don't want to talk on that, but you know what? Sometimes we need to address things so that we can help people to uh, understand how to deal with some of the things that they go through, some of those adverse um, uh, uh, things that happen to them. And we're doing it live. We're out in the area. We're out in South Florida, so you may hear different things that come by. Just know we're out in the environment. We got a nice southwest breeze blowing on our face and we're just enjoying the beauty of God's creation. So with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about bereavement. Um, when we say bereavement, we want y'all to understand we're talking when someone is facing a loss and they have to respond to that loss in a way that they feel is best. Um, not be one where people are judging them because a lot of times when people are in bereavement, you try as an as another person tried to help them. He tried to coach them to coming out of this situation or overcoming this, this loss quicker so they can get back with a, their normal way of living. And I say to you, what is considered normal way of living? Because what I may consider normal may not be yours, and especially you if you're going through bereavement. I think sometimes people need to take in consideration that bereavement takes a greater toll on you than many of you uh, want to admit. So we want to dive in and start looking at maybe some of the things that we face and maybe some suggestions of how to coach somebody through it or how you should deal with that if you're in that, that certain place. So me and the legend will try to um, have some intellectual conversation on bereavement and let's see what comes of it. So buckle up, call your neighbor, call your friend, tell them we're on the mic, spiritual breath. So let's do this. So Elder Baker, the legend. Listen, man, um, I, I know that right now this is something that's really hot. Um, it's really happening in so many families. I mean, I don't know anybody that can say that, at least in the surrounding area, that they haven't seen a family or their own family in this place right now that we're talking about. Um, dealing with a family member or a friend or acquaintance that has uh, got their wings and, and went on and no longer here on this side of the earth with us. Um, and they had to struggle with dealing with that situation. I, I bet me and you can both go back and forth thinking about when we have lost some of our family members and, uh, and how we had to respond to that and still trying to be strong. So um, go ahead, let me, let's see what you think on, on bereavement. Let's, let's get your points on it. Now, from my standpoint of bereavement, I just believe that something takes us by surprise. And then we begin to ask ourselves why. And sometimes in death, we don't understand why death had to come back this time. And even when there was a spell of sickness, sometimes you just know because you study the scripture. And you know what the Bible says concerning him. He's a healer. Jesus took 39 stripes. And they were for the healing. Then the tree. That's how the river of the water. For the healing of the nation. But we don't see healing the way we want to see it. Sometimes it's through death. And we are not ready to accept that. So that makes it a greater grievement. 
Mm. Or it makes you grieve more. Because for me, sometimes I just don't understand. Do you think that one little part of not understanding brings some of the greatest moments of, of grief? Because we as humans, we need to have an, an answer for why this person left or why this had to happen. And if we could find that answer, then maybe this bereavement wouldn't last as long as it has. True. I, 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 I think that's, to me, and I'll just be transparent, I think that's unfair um, that we would lose someone and not know the reason why. I mean, you can always look at the people that are sick. Some people are ill. Um, but just to see someone that is healthy, nothing wrong with them, and just be up and just taken away for no apparent reason. Like, I, I could go, my heart goes out to those individuals whose family members had their kids or daughters that were murdered or, or some type of injury like that, self-inflicted or, or whatever. What were the warning signs? What could we have done to prevent it? I think during the course of bereavement, I think that's one of our biggest struggle is trying to find the answers to what we could have done to maybe prevent this from happening. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's our, 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 as they say, what is that, mama bear syndrome that we want to be protectors and we want to make sure that we could secure. But I don't see how you can justify a loss being acceptable. I, I, I just can't see it. I don't see anywhere where you're saying, you know what, I can understand why this person had to leave or this had to happen. Even if the person is ill, I don't think that anybody is comfortable in saying, I understand. I think even knowing that if you told me that this person's on his last breath, me, myself, I would want to try to find a way to try to sustain their life for a second later. That's human. I, 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 I just don't know. I mean, I, I just think what we're looking at is trying to come up with a solution that there is no solution. It's just to accept it or not. I mean, that's really it. But the thing is, a lot of people would tell, well, they'll say, uh, don't worry about what God does. But I disagree with that. Because sometimes the unknown can make us feel worse than knowing. If you if you know why a person died, not because it's their time and stuff like that, what people say, but if you can get a good grip on why, you know, they had to die. And then some people say, well, death is what's the best way out because no more suffering. And that could be true, but it still doesn't help you to understand in this human mind mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the law, you're not going to see them no more. Yeah. Their voices no longer echoed on the side. Right. You, you, you don't see their car move no more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's just something that I, the Bible said death is a mystery. Yeah, and and, and that's you know I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because it is a mystery. And then for us who's trying to deal with this, either dealing with a person that is going through it or on the outside trying to give comfort, we have to be very careful how we approach it too. Uh, like you True. just said, it's no more suffering. Like in, in in one way, people could look at that being, you know, inconsiderate of this person because you say, well, at least they're not suffering anymore. And that's what you think is the most appropriate answer to say. But then this person is saying, but I'm still facing a loss. Even though they were suffering, they're still here. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was more comforting. 
we can see the wear and tear that is on an individual who has to go back and forth to the hospital and, and do whatever, or at their home or wherever they may be, watching them deteriorate. But watching them deteriorate to them is still better than the one day they face when that person ends up leaving. You know, it's like a, a double-edged sword. You know, which one do you want you prefer to be cut with? Because do you want to sit there and suffer along with them? Or would you rather have a quick and subtle departure? Either or, pain is pain. No matter how it comes, it's pain. And I think the problem that we're having is, well, I think the problem that I've seen and some of you say it may not be a problem, but I think the problem that I'm seeing is people trying to encourage others to deal with a stressful situation in a manner that they see fit. True. But see, for you not to be in that seat and trying to give somebody advice about something that you've never indulged in, it's kind of hard for you to sit there and coach them through it. And even though you may have had a loss in your family, you don't know how great this loss and this affect that person versus when you was in the same place. because. Uh, a, a, a loss from this type of family member and a loss from a different may be totally different depends on the relationship that you have. And people say, no, that's not true. I said, no, that's basically different because I'm not putting any more value on the individual who is at loss. But I guarantee you a mother who watches her child leave has a different approach than the mother watching her husband leave. True. You know, it's a different, and and a brother and a sister is gonna have a different approach than that brother and mother would. So you got to understand there's a certain bond that is created and based on how the bond is established based on the results that they may have. So I think if anything, maybe we need to stop trying to figure out how to come up with a solution or remedy for that individual and maybe just become more of a supporter. Let them tell you, just be there, anchor. I mean, stop trying to find the right words to say because trying to find the right word may be the wrong word. So you so, but you know what, that's really good because when it comes to grief, when loss of loved one, it has to deal with the relationship between the two or between whoever. Like with me and Reggie, we were very close. Mm -hmm. So that was a great loss. That brought a grief on me that I just couldn't understand. But now when my oldest brother Gene died, it was a hurt. Mm -hmm. I was, it was grieving. But with Reggie, it was a, a disaster. It's like a Mack truck had knocked me out. Mm -hmm. Because of the bond, the relationship. And that was so important that you brought up by between a mother and a child, or a mother and a husband, a brother and a sister. Mm -hmm. And you know that makes a difference because sometimes two cousins could be more closer than two brothers. You're right. You're right. You know, but you said something, um, and and um, thank you for being transparent. If you all didn't know, uh, in both cases, he's lost his brother, so one was more recent than the other. But here's the thing that I think that maybe is a bigger sting. I think it has to do with your maturity too. You know, time and on this earth and time spent with each other. I think the more you spend with the individual. The more dependence you have got, you, you more related versus the distance. And 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 again, it could be just because they're family that you could have the same outcome. Yes. I, and and that's the thing that I want to bring out is, no one knows how great your pain's gonna be until you're in that painful position or place right. or situation. Right. You know, and and I think that's the problem. People need to understand. Stop trying to be Superman or Superwoman, and just understand. Deal with what comes. In. If it comes and it it knocks the wind out your sail, the one thing I do know, if it knocks the wind out of sail, as long as that sails up, it can regain some more wind. Wow. So you have to understand. As long as you keep your sail up, eventually it's gonna fill back with air. 
but you got to let it go through its process. You can go out there, you all that be on boats and you know what I'm talking about. It could be very, uh, the wind could blow in all kinds of ways and then you get that sudden calm. If you know that you're out there and you have to, there's no more wind blowing, you're going to make some adjustments. Maybe turn on the motor or put some oars and you, you, you'll uh, oar your way back to, to the land. But if not, if you know that the, the wind is coming on the horizon, nine times out of ten, it's going to be enough wind to fill up that sail and get you back again. So the same situation that you were facing before will be erased as soon as the wind blows. So how, what am I saying? Even in pain, there's going to be a time of comfort. Yes. But the thing is, you have to go through the process. Just like in life, there is no shortcut to it. There's a process that we all have to go through. And I think the problem is no one wants to face that because bereavement hurts. It touches part of your body that you never knew existed. For the first time in your life, if you never knew you was alive, lose somebody close to you or lose somebody or lose something. It doesn't have to be a body. It could be one of your pets. Mm -hmm. um, and you could have the same impact because that loneliness doesn't take a second but to come. As soon as you, you get that announcement that this, that, or the other thing has been uh, dismissed or, or has no longer has breath in it, yes. you begin to have a longing to heal. You want to be able to go in there and say something like we really believe, I, I don't know where we get this from, but we truly believe if we can get close enough to that individual, we're going to say something and their whole life going to change and they're going to take that nice breath of air and they're going to be right back right here with us, ready to hold our hand, ready to tell us their story. But how many of us know, how many times has that happened? It's not really happened that common. I mean, most time when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, you know that's Griefing or bereavement sometimes need a healing. Yes. Yeah. Because it can throw you so far off your rock. It can just devastate your whole world. Tell you just God mm -hmm. got to see healing. And that's another thing. When it comes to death and hurt, I feel that Spiritually, the church kind of don't know how to deal with it. Mm -mm. Because if you haven't experienced a loss of a deep relationship or attachment to somebody, sometimes they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And as people, when it comes to grieving or bereavement, we can't get tired of a person always being bereaved. Because sometimes it's, it's, it's just a, a mega hurt. It's like a, the whole world is on your shoulder. And if you don't have nobody that's understanding or can truly say that I may have not experienced the death of a mother or a father, but I don't experience death and I know what it means to me to be hurt. So in some kind of way, I can relate to your situation. Mm -hmm. Not telling you, oh, you should be over this by now. Hey, you need to tune in to the part two of bereavement. Talk to you then. Peace.